Oh, welcome to to Dizzy. Wow, Dizzy for Dizzy. <laughs> it is a day, and hopefully, I can speak. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like you'll get? Sometimes I'll get tongue tied when we're like signing off, and I'm like, I always say the mm-hmm. same stuff. I mean, I don't not usually verbatim, other than our goodbyes. But like you'll right. you're so used to just saying it, it's almost like you don't need to think about it. But then when you actually realize you're not thinking about it it starts tumbling out of your mouth all tangled up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's up. it's yeah, it's like one of those things like if you were to think if you were to think about how you are able to walk mm-hmm. while you're walking, you'd probably trip. Trip. Oh. Cuz it's cuz it certain things are just automatic. There's an automaticity that if you get out of it. Uh-huh. I feel like I've heard something about this too research wise mm-hmm. where your brain it's better for your brain <laughs> to just be on autopilot with certain uh-huh. things because then if you suddenly aren't you're more likely to mess up. That makes sense. I mean think 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 about if you had to actually actively think about breathing. Yeah, I would die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all would. I mean obviously my my <laughs> My body's survival instincts would just kick in and I wouldn't die. But Right. But yeah. if you had to actively think about breathing, otherwise your body didn't breathe, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to the Pondering Corner with Ashley and Kristen. <laughs> that has absolutely nothing to do with oh anything gosh. remotely with about this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, anyways. Um, yes. So welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy, mm-hmm. as Ashley said, that was Ashley and I'm Kristen. Um, And if you're joining us for the first time because people are still just stumbling upon us. um, I know. That's crazy to me. Yeah. We are two Americans who love DZs and we love talking about them. So um, and we are talking the DZ we're currently talking about is Harrier Day Sen specifically volume six this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like I we've gotten a few emails one I saved as new because I want to reply to her, but I didn't have time okay. at the moment. Um, it was just, and it was just very sweet, like heartfelt email. You'll have to read it, but um, okay. of people who have like found us very recently and are just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like, um, so yeah, um, it was just it's just really cool to see that there's so many people who are still just like stumbling upon us, and a lot of them are because they're like just watching Erkenji Kush for the first time. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so like our, our first DZ, so it's fun. But a couple people have been like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I just started watching Harrier Day Sen and like I was looking for music or a soundtrack about it and then like you guys mm-hmm. popped up when I was searching on Spotify and I'm like, yay! Oh, cool. That's like, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, That's awesome. Anyway, so yeah, so welcome to all of you who are uh, finding us still. Um, mm-hmm. So before we, before we dive in um, – I did you take notes this time or did you watch it like I didn't either I yeah you know this is this is the season of freedom (laughs) and we're free ranging it we're like (laughs) yeah so I I watched it in one sitting and Mm -hmm. then today as I was working I had kind of some busy work I was doing Mm -hmm. I put it on in the background so I got about one and a half watches in okay um, but I didn't really take notes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I Hopefully. didn't either because I knew I, – I liked how we did it last time. I watched it in mm-hmm. one sitting last night. And then I knew I would have time today to turn it on, like, 
while I'm just like getting ready, eating lunch, whatever. Right. Um, and I did it on double time again. So I was able to like do a rewatch in like an hour. And that's what I should have done. And watching it in double time as a second watch, yeah, like, you don't really miss anything because you're like, I kind of already know everything that's happening. So I don't need to be so, like, engrossed in the scenes, but it still feels like a good refresher, like, right before we record. So I was like, you know what? It worked last week. I'm going to do it again this week. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So anyways. And it's funny because I actually – there were a couple things I watched and I was like, oh, my gosh, I got, like, merch ideas, like, from (laughs) – Oh. from stuff so um but I'll, when we get to those things that i'll tell you yeah i'm um, interested okay and then did you see oh did you see this is more this is dz adjacent because it's about k dramas but oh my gosh did you see they're yes, engaged they're so cute. yes they're so uh hyun and son yejin i think is how you say her name uh better known to many people as uh, <laughs> Ri Jong Hyuk and Yoon Seri from Crash Landing on You. They yeah. are engaged in real life and he shared like the sweetest little Instagram post today. So cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like DZ and K-Drama Twitter are like a flutter with that and I just was like mm-hmm. so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. As they should be. That's really that's that's awesome i know so congrats to them not that they're listening to this but we're very (laughs) we're very happy for them because we adore them and doesn't i was thinking i hope i wonder if it makes some people feel better about the ending of chloe because it is a little bit open-ended like you know right obviously don't listen to this if you haven't watched chloe yet but it just skip ahead 30 seconds but um yeah like it's just a you know it's an unconventional hea right um, or hfn i don't even know if which one it i know would. it's somewhere between an hfn and an hea so yeah, yeah anyways but um i was like oh my gosh i wonder if ashley's seen that because i never know how much you've been able like you know you're not a regular social media scroller so i didn't know if that was the funny thing is that um I would say Twitter is probably the one that mm-hmm. I scroll the most often. Mm-hmm. I These days, I don't even open Instagram, really. Mm-hmm. And I don't really open Facebook either. Yeah, um, I don't scroll Facebook unless it's for our podcast group. And that's like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I had to take a step back from <laughs> from Facebook. <laughs> um Maybe not for reasons people might think. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, sometimes you just have to. You just – you got to do what you got to do. I really – yeah, last year I, I really – I needed to. Um, yeah. But, twi- but Twitter is kind of the – weirdly the safe one for the reasons that <laughs> yeah. I needed to yeah. get away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, because it's a minefield are... of literally all sorts of other things. So. <laughs> right yes yeah because twitter is a hot mess mm-hmm. with all the time you can consistently yeah, count on that time. <laughs> all the time but but it's funny because a lot of i'll miss a lot of dz stuff because mm-hmm. it just doesn't show up in my feed yeah um so people will be talking all the few people that i do follow there will be stuff about drama and, mm-hmm. and i'm like i have no idea what anybody's talking about but i'm uh-huh. okay with that i am happy being outside of the drama bubble mm-hmm. i like being ignorant about that kind of stuff because well i mean i've been that way my whole life i'm very yeah. anti I was like, that's nothing new for you confrontation mm-hmm. and conflict so <laughs> 
Any opportunity to yeah. not be involved in drama, I will take. Well, and that's a nice part of the DZ that we're covering mm-hmm. is that any drama that may have been around was there two and a half years ago when the show was airing. Um, yeah. And that's even what's been nice about watching Yarga mm-hmm. because I think it's like got – I think it's – I don't know. I think there's like 19 episodes out or something now. And I just oh, barely wow. finished episode seven. Like – so kind of nice to be behind. It's nice to be behind. I mean, I had mm-hmm. to mute like 40 different words and hashtags just to make sure that stuff mm-hmm. like doesn't pop up when I'm scrolling. But it's worked yeah, so far. Yeah. Um, That's good. But yeah, so it's been nice watching that. It's on a slower pace where it's like, yeah, it's still a current show, but I'm not watching it like weekly. Um, right. So yeah, I'm not aware of any hoopla that might be happening around it. Um yeah. Which is, yeah. yeah. It's just nice. <laughs> um, For sure. So, yeah. Um, did you read or listen to anything this week? No. Since we talk about that now. I'm I'm almost done. With that <laughs> with fantasy book? Eye of the World. <laughs> I'm almost done. It's the longest <laughs> book I've ever read. <laughs> but it's got like 53 chapters or something, and I'm on chapter 50, I think. Last night, I was able to get some really good reading in. Um, my freaking sisters, though, they're already on book two, and now I feel like I'm going to have to hurry and catch up. But part of me, I'm such a mood reader, and I part of me just wants to, you know, swap and read something else next yeah. before I move on to the second book in the series. It's just weird because I am enjoying the book. I like yeah. the world building. I like the concept of the story. Fantasy is funny because it's hard not to compare series mm-hmm. with other series. Mm-hmm. Like there are some very Lord of the Rings-esque things that okay. I will see. Um, I think some some fantasy will kind of um, explore the same or similar themes as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you're telling a story <laughs> – what's what is the what's the terminology there's nothing new under the sun yeah Um, so and personally that doesn't really alter my enjoyment of it in any way so it's it's been fun it's been a fun series to get into i'm just like it's it's just been a slog Mm -hmm. so yeah anyway what about you (laughs) i get that well okay so one if you need something to read in between I should mm-hmm. bring you – I should drop you that arc because – I know, but you so you, you keep bringing me books and then I'm not <laughs> reading them. It's terrible. I still have your your love song of Benny Lament that I haven't read yet. So I, I don't want to just take all your books from you and then never read them. <laughs> Sorry. I think I still have – I think I still have that Sally Thorne book from you. So I still haven't read it. The oh, arc second that you first won. impressions? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just haven't. So I know. I probably should. But you know what? Here's the oh, problem. Oh, you got you to gotta read it. Teddy. <laughs> Teddy is so good. Is he like a sweet cinnamon roll kind of guy? Yes. He And he has a man bun. Oh. And he's very like kind of lighthearted. It's just a very sweet read. Okay. It's very sweet. It, okay. it will put a smile on your face. As always, great secondary and tertiary characters mm, that you mm-hmm. fall in love with. Okay. Um, 
I mean, it's for it's Sally Thorne. I know. She's Give me a break. I know. What do you expect? Sweet <laughs> and great, especially. Well, and you know what's funny? Her first two books, they're nothing alike, which is good. No. I don't mean that. And this <clears> one is nothing <throat> like the first two either. And that, yeah, that's actually really, that's really a sign of a good author, I think. I mean, not that there, there's agree. nothing wrong with having a signature style and it, that's not to say. You can have a signature style, though, while not yes. just regurgitating the exact same book yeah, over yeah. and over. Um, yeah. And that's how I've been with – well, okay. So because I read that advanced reader copy of Amy Harmon's next book, mm-hmm. I feel this way after I finish every one of her books. I I can never not – I can't just read one of her books and then not – and then, like, move on to a different one because I'm like mm. – when you finish her books – because you've read Making Faces, right? So you've read at least one book of hers. That's the only one I've read. Okay. That's fine. I, no, no, no. The that's funny fine. thing is I own, I think, two – at, I own at least two, maybe three, mm-hmm. and, but they've been languishing on my Kindle mm-hmm. and I just haven't mm-hmm. read them. Um, but like, so at the end of her books, she like, I always say it leaves me with this simultaneous feeling of like being very, very full and satisfied because she is mm-hmm. just a really brilliant storyteller, but also completely empty because it's over. <laughs> and I'm like, well, now what? <laughs> yeah, it's a book hangover. Uh-huh. And so yeah. – I read – after I finished that one, I was like, okay, this – her her next book, the one that's coming out, is set in, like, the late 30s. And so I knew that one of her books I haven't read or hadn't read yet, and now I have, from Sand and Ash, is set during World War II in Italy, like, as Germany's okay. occupying it. And it's about okay. a Jewish girl and a priest. Um, And so I was like, okay, it's, like, the same time period. So – I was like, I'm going to gobble this book up next then. So it's reading another one. That book, like, completely and utterly, like, obliterated me. It, oh. I mean, the, I should have known because the subject matter. I mean, it's during yeah, the time of the break. Holocaust. It's during, you know, it's it's a gut-wrenching and horrible time in history. Um, and she, in all of her books, books that have been like historically based so far Mm -hmm. there's always elements of truth and fact and real events and real people in it like woven in so like she uses a lot of real figures and real things that they did or real events that happened so i feel Mm. like that made it even more gut-wrenching because some of the like horrors i was reading about like Mm -hmm. happening to um happening to these people like really did happen you know Mm, um yeah and so it just makes it that much more like oh man just like grips you it's it's a really it was a very very beautiful book though um so i'm like i'm like that's that's the one i think everybody should read if you need something that's just gonna like grip you and make you pause and reflect and oh it's just a beautiful story from start to finish um but it doesn't shy away it's not um it's – I don't feel like it was romanticizing that time in our history at all and like okay. it wasn't making light of it or anything like that. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I just was like that – it was so, so, so good. So then I'm like, well, now I'm left with that feeling again where I'm like, huh. uh, I just I want to read another one of hers. And I'm almost done with her backlist. So I'm going to get to a point soon where like when that happens, there's not going to be any others to read. I'll have to start all over, which – 
you know. Yeah, you're just going to have to reread. I'm a fan of the reread. So um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So that's what I, I've done this last week in between taking care of stuff with Jason's grandparents and things like that. So um, and then finally getting to sit down and watch Harry Arde Sen. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, let's let's start talking about the episode. Do you have so, a standout or a starting point you want to? Oh gosh, I mean, what sorry, I interrupted. What were you gonna say <laughs> when you were like, no, "So no, I was just." I think I was thinking about the beginning. Oh, okay. Of the, the drama um, of Demir walking in again after <laughs> craziness, uh-huh. um, but yeah, they basically make up another story and this time demir actually lies can you hear my dog she's snoring right now really bad although maybe it'll maybe i'll hear it in playback because sometimes i don't hear it on my headphones but then when i'm playing it while we're editing i'm like oh i didn't hear that so maybe you guys will hear maybe you guys will hear zuzu snoring but (laughs) i can't hear it right now it was like a really loud one Anyway, That's hilarious. Sorry. She's Ooh. asleep on the floor behind me. Hey, she's comfy and cozy. Let her do her thing. <laughs> I'm cracking up. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so Demir is actually give, putting himself in on the lie this time. Yeah. Which is crazy. And to me, I'm like, this to me is a sign oh. that someone is developing some feelings. Oh, for sure. A beautiful girl. Uh-huh. Um, but well, because it literally would only work in his favor to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Her parents would be like, you're leaving so fast. Yeah. They would, they would, yeah, they would not be having it. No. If they knew the truth of what was going on. Especially because that means they're both living in the house. Yeah, together. Yeah, not just that there's like a battle for whose it actually is, but they're both inhabiting. Inhabiting? Is that the word? In- inhabiting. inhabiting. I yeah. added an extra syllable. Are you thinking cohabitating? Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking, but I said in and said, yeah, they're cohabitating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it it's funny because this totally set the tone for the rest of the episode because we start with just – more take like we start with another tangle in an already very tangled web and it's nothing but that from here to the end like more stuff just keeps getting tangled and miscommunicated and not corrected yeah and it's bonkers because i'm like this is all gonna hit the fan and it's gonna be (laughs) so bad there's so many things there's so many things by the end of this episode so We've got the further lie that you just brought up because yep. they caught, you know, he had to explain how he's their nephew without really being their nephew because the aunties ended up slipping and saying they don't have a brother. Right. So Demir explains it as basically that, well, I'm not, and it's funny, the subs were so funny because it said like, I'm not, um, I should have written down what they said, but it was like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. And I can't remember either. They used super weird words, like, to describe what he was saying. But what he was essentially saying was, I'm not really their nephew. I'm kind of like their half-nephew because basically they're saying, you know, oh, yeah, because our dad fell in love with someone else and had him 
So really, he'd be like their half brother, it sounds like. Um, right. But there's such a gap in their age that it's more like he's their nephew and they it took yes. him on as that, essentially. Um, yes. But so you've got that further thing now. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Then you have like the whole, oh my gosh, the whole thing with um, Barack and Mama Mafia because he and oh, right. Feru got another set of photos. And I'm like, you don't think that's somebody that Mama Mafia could have just hired to keep you like in line? Come on. Right. We know she's but, got giant pole everywhere. So, but they're so convinced. Now they're convinced it's a mole. There's a mole. Mm-hmm. And that it's, and Feru is convinced it's Celine because she was the only one absent from that meeting that knows Listen, about this. Listen, Feru is, is getting to be on thin ice with me because uh-huh. he, I'm like, he's worse than Burak, in my opinion. Yeah. Because he's the one kind of pushing Burak to all this uh-huh. stuff that, yes, Burak is, is doing it and he, obviously should be held accountable for the, mm-hmm. his own actions nobody can make you do things you know right but um at the same time he's the one with all these ideas like yeah. oh no give celine the envelope she's the one who ruined this in the first place make uh-huh. her take it to yildirim bay and now he's like oh well celine must be the the mole because she wasn't here like really you really think that Celine well, is the one and Barack is like no there's no way like I know I upset her she yeah. would not do that but then when he shows up at her house later right after she's telling her dad like I set him straight and he won't be coming here unannounced right. anymore and then he shows up unannounced um he uses that as an opportunity to like apologize to her parents kind of he doesn't really own up to it because right. he tries to make an excuse that he had just been like tired and sleep deprived and they're like no you were drunk um mm-hmm. and then there's the whole misunderstanding because celine lets them believe that kind of like he's in a boss type position right and he's kind of like wait what because you know her dad's like listen you need to respect your employees there need to be boundaries blah 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 and he's kind of like what are you talking about like i'm not the boss kind of a thing um and then he winds up in the kitchen with Celine's mom, who's like, mm-hmm. listen, Celine thinks of all you guys' as family. Do you know she has nothing but tons of photos of all you guys in there? And she's pointing to that secret dark room. Right. And of course, his her mom means it like they're sweet photos. Like, they're not right. blackmail photos. They're photos of her friends because she loves them like they're her family. But all he hears right. is that, oh, she's got a dark room full of photos. We have right. some mystery person sending us photos. And now, yeah. so like now he's convinced that mm-hmm. she must be the mystery photographer. Celine has not corrected Vedat. Oh my gosh. This is definitely going to be a thing. It's obviously oh, yeah. going to be a It's thing. clearly going to be, if it wasn't solved this episode, I'm like, we've got mm-hmm. like three more episodes of this at least. Mm-hmm. Like, at least. This is going to drag yeah. until like nine or 10 now. Like, mm-hmm. um, because and who he's, knows what kind of havoc it's going to wreak. Right, because he's clearly catching feelings for this girl. He's very yes, enamored he with her. And who can blame him? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a mess. Um, yeah. We've got uh, – what else? There's just all these tangled webs. Like, um, Yeah. Then we've got Uzai is a little shark who just, like – Took off on mm-hmm. Ida and stole all the money of Happy Pie. He's not just on a yeah. mental health leave. Like, he's permanently gone because Mama Mafia has used her um, used her stretch of powers to figure out who this guy was, where he is. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what her angle was in revealing that. I don't know. 
because I feel like she has to do everything as self-serving, right? Like, why would she just kindly be like, let me look into this for you and then bring me your book so I can show you exactly how I think he's been stealing money from you. And then she proves it. I'm like, is she, I mean, like, I know she seems to have a bit of a soft spot for those girls, but I'm like, does she, or is she just got a fake soft spot to get in good with them because she needs to be as involved in the company as possible because that's who she's laundering her money through right now. That's what I think. I think she has bad intentions um, and she is using the girls especially because they're all sweet and Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit gullible Mm -hmm. and they're just believing that she is a nice lady who just wants to help them. Yeah. Um, But I think she's trying to get her her tentacles into whatever she can. Because now I'm afraid she's going to like ask Ida for a favor at some point. And be like, well, remember when I showed right. when I helped you with your business? Like, I showed you what was going on. You had no idea. Um, so, or maybe yeah. she sees the she sees Happy Pie as a good investment, mm-hmm. but not necessarily an investment. Something mm-hmm. that she can investment meaning through. something she can take over. Yeah, <laughs> where it's not I does anymore. It's her restaurant, mm-hmm. and it's another, another way to launder money. Yeah, yeah, or do whatever dirty business she's doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when they're at – which was so funny that they decided to meet at Happy Pie because I'm like, the last time you guys met at Happy Pie, you were caught by the boss. Like, that seemed like a bad place to meet, but okay. Um, But clearly now we know why it was so that all of that could be revealed. Right. So – and I almost wonder if that was the true intention or if I wonder if that actor was just like, oh, I got another job. I can't like be the man. I can't be on the set anymore. <laughs> and they're like, shoot. Oh, that how- would be funny. Like, how are we yeah. going to get rid of him? How are we going to explain his absence? Uh, and then just saw an opportunity. too. Mm-hmm. Especially for a smaller yeah. character if they got like a bigger part on another show or something. I mean, that that's right. what happened with Ali. Like, he left mm-hmm. EK because he was getting yeah, a bigger side role job. for her already send. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyhow, so um, when she's showing the pictures of those places, though, <laughs> they're, like, super disturbed by it. Um, uh, Barack specifically and Fedru, because they're probably, like, she probably uses this place to, like, torture these places to, like, torture oh, and kill right, people. right, right. Um, <laughs> and the rest of them are like, oh, yeah, let's do the farm and blah, blah, blah. Like, uh-huh. um that's what they settle on. And then when, oh, and when Ida's, like, so grateful that she pointed this stuff out and she grabs her to hug her. And her, and like, henchmen her, her pull the gun. <laughs> like, you're not very good henchmen. And she's like, like, chill out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They just, like, publicly pull them out. And nobody but Feru and Barack I know. saw. Of like, course. Of course. They're moving so, you know, wildly. It's not like they were... It was just one tiny move. No, like a quick, discreet, <laughs> like, no, they just shifted. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But it did. It made me cackle, though, because it was just so that whole line, that whole, like, sub- subplot is so absurd, yeah. but in, like, a really funny way. So it's, like, it's yeah. enjoyable. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like she's a a good kind of offsides villain mm-hmm. to have because, mm-hmm. you know, she is obviously very sneaky mm-hmm. but at the same time clearly she's very ruthless as well so they're she's not somebody to be messed with so i feel like she's a good kind of 
forced to have in the show mm-hmm. with the plot to add conflict, but somehow it's still more in a lighter way with and and it's a a funny way to have that conflict mm-hmm. um when often <laughs> the conflict in DZ's is going to be something a lot more dramatic and maybe heart-wrenching or right. that kind of a thing. So it's it's been fun. Like I feel like this whole experience so far with Harry Sen has just been a lot of fun. I agree. And this it, this was another episode I was laughing a lot. Me loud. too. Me too. I was like cackling like yeah. sitting here watching. I'm like there are a lot of really funny scenes. And yeah. I still think I liked 5 a little bit better. But okay. I really did enjoy this episode a lot. Like, I can clearly, See, like, hmm. there were aspects of this episode I loved more. Yeah. Like, like when they're both having the same flashback at the coffee cart, which, I, well, you know, we can get to in detail. Like, I loved that. Yeah. But overall, I thought Five was, like, brilliant from start to finish. Um, hmm. And this one just had – I was more stressed watching this one because <laughs> – Okay. <laughs> There's I mean, just, there was a lot. <laughs> there's so I could see that. There's just so much chaos and like mm-hmm. continual, like I said, the tangling and all that. I was just like, oh my gosh, these lies and these like intrigues are getting like more and more where it's like it's all gonna come crashing down and it's I know it's gonna be so bad yeah. when it does. Um Yeah, well, I mean the whole am I right in remember is my memory correct in that basically the entire episode is basically 24 hours of time mm-hmm. where all this stuff is happening all yeah. at the same time. It's like one in day. All different places. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's because so the much. night is never ending. Mm-hmm. Like we, we see a bunch of them throughout the entire evening mm-hmm. and then straight into the morning and then through that whole day. To the next um, night. Mm-hmm. Right. It right. ends at the next night you know at the hotel yeah. so yeah it's like a 24 it's just so it's just so much like um mm-hmm. uh, now <laughs> i so i think i think what might have been my favorite part was seeing the whole scene in demir's office with him and celine <gasps> being all ready. domestic and they're obviously so comfortable with each other uh-huh. and getting getting ready together, sharing a mirror. And Osmia is like, what is happening? <laughs> what did I just see? Oh, my gosh. His shirt is off. What is it? <laughs> well, and, and he, it's off because Celine brought him two shirts to choose from. Yeah. And it finally and clicked. changing in the it office. It finally and clicked in my head. I was like, he's going to pick the green one because it matches his socks. He matches mm. his socks with his shirts because he had green socks on and there were green tongues on his white shoes. And I was like, he's going to pick the green shirt. And he picked the green shirt. So I think it's that his sh- his sweaters or his shirts like always match his always socks. Always match. Yes. Okay. Um but the but yeah. whole kind of sense of – which is is funny to me. There was a, a whole theme and sense of domesticity this episode mm-hmm. between Demir and Celine. Yes. Which is funny and ironic because they weren't really ever in the same house this entire episode. They no. weren't even living together this episode. Nope. But at the beginning, during the dinner with the crazy Tezes and Celine let slip – that mm-hmm. Demir never eats that kind of stuff. Oh, he never eats bread. Not especially even especially for breakfast. <laughs> and poor mom is choking on her drink. Like, 
And why would you happen to know what he eats for breakfast, Celine? Oh my gosh. So that kind of thing. I doesn't she she might mention like how he takes his coffee, something like that, them getting ready. Mm-hmm. The whole I was just like Well, and she like starts to button the collar amazing. on his shirt. He like adjusts her little bandana. Yeah, he, uh-huh. She fixes his hair. The hair, the second her her hands went Fingers into his went hair, his I was yep. like, oh, it's over. It's uh-huh. all over for uh-huh. you two. If you don't, if this doesn't flick that switch in your mind mm-hmm. to tell you mm-hmm. that your future is sealed mm-hmm. and secured, then I don't know what else could. Well, you and don't she just walks- stick your hands in a man's hair. No, okay? you don't. <laughs> And she just walks in to his hotel room. He's in a bubble bath. Okay, which number one, <laughs> I loved. I loved that they had a dude yeah. running himself a bubble bath. He wasn't just taking mm-hmm. a shower. It wasn't to yeah. advertise some head and shoulders. Like, it, he just he needed to relax. full on ran himself a bubble bath. <laughs> like, I appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. By himself. Like, not because he was expecting a female companion to join him in the bubble bath. Like, he wanted a relaxing bubble bath for himself. And yeah, I, I just love that. He was stressed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she storms in his hotel room and is like, mm-hmm. here's some clothes. Put them on. We need to talk. Not like, holy crap, you're in the bath. Like, OMG, you're naked under all those bubbles. <laughs> nope. Just put some clothes on and let's talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, there were more important things happening in the moment, so I can understand. Right. But it it just made me laugh. Because, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was all this domesticity Mm-hmm. Even when – okay, and, like, he winds up having to sneak into the house because Yildirim Bay calls right. him at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, which I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, w- the lines of professionalism here, like, what? And that could have yeah. been a text message, dude. This – this uh, – you did not yeah. – or. Or a meeting the next morning. Give me This was not something break. you needed to talk about at 3 in the morning. However – it did wind up giving us a swoopy waist grab. So I'll oh allow gosh. it mm-hmm. because he shows up at the house. Celine's asleep because she's been working on that presentation that they have to give to Yildrum Bay the next day. Mm-hmm. And he wakes her up. She's kind of s- scattered at first and freaking out because she thinks they're late. And she's like, I'll get dressed. Hang on. Yeah. Just give me five minutes. He's like, no, no, no. It's early. Listen, Yildrum Bay called me. I don't really know what it's about specifically. Of, I mean, he knew mm-hmm. it was about Alara, but he didn't tell her that. Um. I wonder why he didn't mm-hmm. mention that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so he's like, I need clothes because the crazy Tezes hosted him that night. And <laughs> this is the first time in DZs where we have seen a realistic washer dryer situation. Yes, you guys. there this were was no groundbreaking. Six, there, there were no <laughs> six minute dryers involved in the making of this episode because our yard I said was before it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or ahead of its time. Oh, that's the same thing. I don't know. No, I, that's I literally the same said thing. It wrong. No, you didn't. <laughs> you totally didn't. You were saying before its time. And for some reason, I heard like after. So I just said, oh, I think it's ahead of its time. But those literally oh, are the exact oh. same thing. I heard the opposite in my head I for some you reason. Were correcting the no, phrase no. I I think, I think ahead of its time is actually the correct way to to say it. But I heard no. You you literally <laughs> said the exact same thing I said. I was thinking like for some reason you were saying the opposite. I don't know why my brain just okay. did that. I'm okay. sorry. Yes, it was. <laughs> it is. Um. Because, yeah, when he wakes up in the middle of the night and they're in his room creeping on him because they were trying to, like, instill dream. They, like, put a key or something under his pillowcase that was supposed to make him dream about Celine. 
Uh, yeah, they were trying to witch him into loving Celine. <laughs> and like they're like Celine's skin is smooth as marble and like her silky hair and whatever they're saying. They were like doing this like witchcraft. And to- how much freaking perfume were they spraying? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, you're how- gonna make the man choke on whatever so this scent is. Much perfume. And like, where did they get a bottle of her perfume? Did they swipe it? Did they steal it? Like, anyways. I wouldn't be surprised if they just stole That's it from true. her house. That's true. So, anyways, but he winds up waking up because of the phone call, then catches them in his room and is like, what the heck are you doing in here? Like, we just wanted to check on you to see if you needed anything. He walks out and he's like, I have to go and I now have an unplanned meeting. Can't find his clothes because they swiped them after he went to bed to wash and dry them mm-hmm. for, for him. And because these people know truly in real life how long a washer and drying cycle takes, he's not yes. just able to be get, leaving six minutes later with perfectly dry clothes. Yeah. So he goes to the house and wakes Celine up. And when he's like, listen, I need you to sneak into the room your parents are sleeping in. Get the red striped suitcase. Mm-hmm. And she's and she's like, um, okay. And then I loved this because he was like, oh, wait, you can't carry it. Because you yes, have shoulder your issues. Shoulder. <laughs> I was like a callback to a previous mm-hmm. episode and a previous injury. Mm-hmm. It was it was perfect. And I that, also love that she trolled him and was like, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> yes, because he because they loaned because the crazy Chasey's gave him pajamas to wear, and it's like these older men's silk pajamas, mm-hmm. and yeah, and he's and he's got his sneakers on with it. And yeah, so I I love it. And he's like, we don't have time to talk about this right now. They made me stay at the house. Like, um, so then that whole chaos ensues with her trying to sneak mm-hmm. in and get the suitcase because he's like, just slide it out and then I'll take it the rest of the way so you don't have right. to carry it. Um, so he shows that concern for her. She winds up showing concern mm-hmm. for him later, which we'll get to, but mm-hmm. concerning risotto, and mm-hmm. um, and so she runs. She goes in the room. This always kills me because she's being super quiet and then does the tiniest little thing and then freaks out. But then they start whispering to each other and it's like stage whispering. So you're like, you're talking more loudly than the noise you just made that you were afraid was going to wake these people up. Yeah. Anyways, her dad winds up stirring. Um, He realized, uh, Demir realizes dad's about to wake up. He strong arms her around her waist, pulls her into the hallway and doesn't let go right away. He's just holding her while they're trying to listen yep. for what's going to happen. Eventually, he lets go and then drags her into the bathroom because he's about to come out. But dad winds up going in the bathroom. So then they're huddled in the shower together. And mm-hmm. dad winds up contemplating taking a shower because it's so hot. And he's like, no, it's too late in the night for that. Thank goodness. And they're holding each other's mouths, trying yes. to keep each other quiet as yeah. they're like freaking out. Uh-huh. I love that because I'm like, you're perfectly capable of covering your own mouths. But mm-hmm. nope. Um, so eventually you do wind up getting the suitcase so he can change into something. Um, to go and meet Yoldren Bay. And all Yoldren Bay wants to talk about is the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, stupid Alara. We can, I guess we can cover her next because... Ugh. Yeah, let's get her over get with. Get her over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... So, of course, she is just more and more drama. Although, look, I appreciated how Yildred and Bay, uh described her. 
because it's very accurate that sometimes she acts like an adult and is mature and Mm -hmm. can function in society. Mm -hmm. And other times she acts like a six-year-old. Yep. And I was like, oh, yes, that's correct because she's totally been acting like a Mm six-year-old when it comes to Demir, Mm -hmm. calling him and making him come meet her because uh, he's only speaking professionally to her. And she's like, you can't talk to me that way. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's why he was I late to the we whole dinner. Friends. Yes, because uh-huh. she's like, you told uh-huh. me things about your family that you said you never told anyone else. And now I just feel used. And, but I love that he – I really respect and admire this about Demir because he's like, listen, I don't – he says this basically to Alara and to her dad. Like, I don't want to yeah. draw any lines of confusion. Like, and yep. and I love he calls Alara out too because he's like, do you remember when we talked about the Maiden's Tower? Like – you said you yeah. wanted to show your dad you're strong and independent, but yet you just want to be the poor damsel in distress up in the tower, like the princess waiting yep. to be rescued. And you can't be both. And, I, yeah, she gets mad at him yep. and then winds up calling and crying to daddy about it, which is what prompted this whole meeting. Right. Mm. Yeah, it was just so ob- obnoxious because she's like, I thought we were real friends, but I guess we're just work friends. <laughs> Yes, like, that's correct. Is that the is that the worst thing that he could possibly be doing to you? So, yes, yeah, spoiled brat calls daddy to fix things and then he ends up um Dad's not even mad about it, which I appreciate. He's not like, no. "How dare you yes. treat my daughter that way?" He actually thanks right. him cuz she's like he's like she's coming to me to solve a problem for her. Right. Yeah. But I still don't like what he asks of Demir basically like keep that bridge between you two because it'll keep her coming to me like right and he's like well listen. He, it's just more messiness mm-hmm. well and then it's like demir again trying to be the stand-up guy is like listen when there's like miscommunication and misunderstandings and not clear-cut boundaries and lines like hearts get broken that way and i don't want right. to break anybody's heart like right and i mean that's valid and mm-hmm. should be a thing um so yeah i mean i just felt like that was a prelude to just basically guarantee all of those things would happen (laughs) at some point of course Uh, of course yeah so that's what was so important at three in the morning is keep (laughs) keep your relationship with my daughter so that she keeps coming to my daughter whining and placated yeah so that she can keep asking me for help and coming yeah. to me with all her problems it's it's so weird it's so weird yeah. and because yeah. it went and then like the fact that she knew that's exactly what he was gonna do because when mm-hmm. demir does go to see her the next day and it's like oh hey your dad called me guess what about and she's like oh to tell you not to upset me and da yeah i kind of figured that was gonna happen like she's just so bleh. and like is that her art studio or something like i'm assuming yeah um, whatever i don't care about her art i know <laughs> i know <laughs> I know. <laughs> Your art is not the prettiest art of all the art. Of all Alara. the art. <laughs> um, so, keep your art there. <laughs> so he, he that's shows kind up. of all we see from her, though, right? Yeah, like, I think so. Thankfully, that's that for Alara for this. Episode. Yeah. Um, we just know clearly she's she's not going anywhere. She's a pain in the butt because she does wind up calling him later about something. To meet mm-hmm. in the morning. And then, of course, she can't wait until morning. And then it leads us to what eventually winds up being our final scene. Um, yeah. Because she has no respect for 
boundaries at all. Not at all. So, um, yeah, thank goodness that's mostly – yeah, she doesn't appear quite as much this episode. I mean, her damage is still mm-hmm. wreaking havoc, but um, I I really liked um, Ebo because he – Okay. Like, Ebo so- can do no wrong. He – he yeah. is like, I think, because my favorite side character in any of the DZs we've covered so far mm-hmm. has been um, Ozan from Bayonlish. Like, he okay. and Aww, he and yeah. Denise, like, you know, I mean, a lot of people were like, uh, they should have their, you know, that proves they should have their own show, which I still am mm-hmm. waiting for that. That rom-com when, please. Um, yeah. But... I feel like Ebo has him beat even a little. Like, I really, really love him. Like, he knows how to keep his woman fed. When he texts her to be like, hey, how about we do something tonight? And she's like, oh, I wish. Like, keshke, but I'm stuck working all night. I haven't even eaten. And I was like, oh, he's going to show up with food. And then when they're arguing later about. Clutch. "Mm -hmm," When she's arguing Mm -hmm. with Bora and Merve about what to eat. They're trying to vote on something and they can't decide Ebo swoops mm-hmm. in and is like well how about chinese food and of mm-hmm. course the girls are like oh my gosh you're awesome bora's like well i don't really like chinese food but i guess that's fine he got on my nerves this episode he got I'm on not, my nerves too i'm not he, really excited about them getting married i know and and when that happened i was like oh, oh. like <laughs> mm-hmm. i thought she was gonna break I up with him that's what I thought. I kind of hoped thought, she oh, was. Maybe my real Merve and Vedat situation yeah! is actually yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah. And then she says, when do we get married? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I want no. for you. Well, because he's kind of, I mean, he already was kind of being like, you know, possessive, not in a hot way, like last, ap- last episode. Right. Um, With Ebo. Yes. And like all the assumptions he was making, like even when that flower pot came, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then this episode, he was like a turd about Ebo showing up with food. And then yeah, later this guy bought you freaking dinner. Chill out, okay? Yeah, and hush. eat it and be thankful. Yeah. And then when when they're later on having that whole meeting at Happy Pie, mm-hmm. and after it dissipates and Celine shows up. She's expressing her doubt, like, I don't really know if we should go through with this whole plan now with the whole, like, terrible customer because, like, I feel guilty. This man's, like, he, like, he basically swooped in and rescued me from my whole family situation, like, and them finding this stuff out. Like, Mm -hmm. I think he's genuinely a good guy. And Ebo overhears because they're all helping at the happy pie shop now because she's mm-hmm. she's got to figure out her finances and what she can who she can afford to hire and they have to get things under control so everyone's pitching in to help and yeah. so Ebo overhears and he's like honestly you guys like i agree i love that to this point he hasn't really interfered like he lo- he clearly likes demir yes. but he also yes. understands why they had the plan that they had um well and he's been friends with celine for a mm-hmm. long time too so he has some loyalty to her yes and he probably can see he this isn't really his business in mm-hmm. in some sense right so yeah like you said he's been keeping his nose out of it until yeah now but i love that he's like yeah you know like i've talked with him like he's not really the kind of guy you guys think he is like mm-hmm. and freaking bora is like Oh, you had one conversation with him and you just know everything about him? This man's made my life a living hell. He tore my life apart and all this for the last, you know, month or however, how much time has supposedly passed. 
And I love that Ebo's like, but was that really the only solution? Like, was your only solution to break up? Or could you have, like, looked for another job? Mm-hmm. And Bora gets immediately defensive. And, like, listen, I understand. You're under pressure. You're providing for many members of your family. Right. Many people are not in a position to just quit their job without having something else lined up. I understand that. Right. But, like, did you even bother looking for another job and then be like, oh, look, I can start here in a month. So I just need to, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, I guess we're going to be broken up for a month bef- while I finish here and I'll move on to this position. And now, mm-hmm. yes, it can be argued that Merve could have done the same thing. Neither neither of them really did that. Sorry if you guys hear that motorcycle. It just drove down my street. Um. Anyways, but I love that Ebo kind of called that out. Like – are you even listening right. to Celine and her reasoning? Like, this is sound reasoning, and you're just concerned about how it's affecting you specifically because you made right. a choice <laughs> to not well, find another job. And honestly, to me, if their relationship had been that important to either of them, mm-hmm. they both probably would have started immediately to look for another job. Yes. And – Maybe both or at least one of them maybe would have gone to Burak or Demir mm-hmm. and said, hey, do you have any contacts? Mm-hmm. I This relationship is important to me, mm-hmm. but because of it, because of that, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to look for another job. Yeah. Maybe you know somebody in this industry, mm-hmm. in this industry that you've been in for a lot of years. Yeah. Do, maybe you have, you know, a connection who could give me a job. Like mm-hmm. – I'm like, you didn't even try. No. You didn't e- neither of you even tried. And nope. to me, that shows a lack of loyalty to the relationship yep. on both of their parts mm-hmm. to where I'm thinking, I don't know if marriage, <laughs> a secret yeah. marriage, is the right step in this situation. Well, and on top of that, it's like you're – Merve's already uncomfortable with sneaking around with a secret relationship, but now you're going to mm-hmm. be okay with sneaking around having a secret marriage? That doesn't make any sense. He's a total 180 for her. And like you, yeah, like, and the fact that you were made so uncomfortable sneaking out of work because he wanted to take you on a date, like he couldn't even be like, you know what, let's see if we can exchange this for evening showings, whatever. She literally gave herself a panic attack over it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just all the stuff where I'm like, I don't know. He, it's not that he's a bad guy, but I'm like, I'm really not rooting for you. Like, right. And I'm not rooting for, for you too. Together. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm like, is that yep. how we're supposed to feel? Because it's how I feel regardless. I'm like, am mm-hmm. I supposed to be excited for this marriage? Is it just going to wind up falling apart? I kind of hope it winds up falling apart and not happening. Like, Right. I, so. I agree. I agree. Because then on the other hand, you're seeing what's developing fairly quickly between Ida and Ebo. And yeah. it's adorable. And he's such a sweetheart. He I mean, is a sweetheart. She, when she sees the freaking bug, Listen. the guy will come to your house in the middle of the night yes. just to get a bug out of there, yes. marry him. <laughs> Girl, I, mm-hmm. I mean, and I so he, he I, wasn't like you're being silly. Just mm-hmm. kill it. You're being. Why don't you just get a shoe? Why don't you just open yeah. the door and chew it out? Because yes, there are he, there are some people who might say that to you mm-hmm. if you're in a situation mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't do that at all. He said, "I'm coming." Yeah, I mean, he teases <laughs> her, right which I think, and it, but it's adorable teasing when he's teasing yes. her. He does get rid of the bug in a humane way, no less. He scoops it up yes. and frees him outside. But I'm sorry. Whatever they used for that bug, that thing is freaking huge. I am with Ida. I would have been on top of <laughs> the highest really point big. in my house. I was, I was like, like a cockroach. 
the I it reminded me more than any it made me Ugh. think of the and now i can't think of what it's called but on how i met your mother there's this whole running thing and there's this creepy cockroach mouse creature thing that's like will just show up every now and again in their apartment and it's like oh crap he's back and now i can't think but they had like a weird name for it um and like the cock mouse or something and it but oh. that's like immediately what i thought of was like that how i met your mother thing i thought they would call it like gregor or something <laughs> they, like, <laughs> from metamorphosis yeah um <laughs> they it's gonna drive me somebody knows anyways and mm. i'll know i'll google somebody's it as soon as we're done exactly yeah. somebody's yelling what the name is because it wasn't cock mouse it was something else but anyways um that thing was just huge so i'm like listen i am ida like there are people who can who can attest to this when we had like our zoom book club like i don't know it's probably like six months ago now and there was a cockroach that wound up crawling across my living room and i on zoom with our friends mm-hmm. i like flipped out i like threw my mail pile on top of it and then like grabbed a mason jar and trapped it like yeah so i was like i am so ida in this situation props to anyone who is just like whatever it's a bug kill it or scoop it up and get rid of it um but yeah i just loved evo all the more when he was like what is happening oh there's a bug okay i'm coming like yeah (laughs) so stinking cute and then when she's like well i can't stay here he might have family and friends that are here in the house (laughs) and she can't get a hold of merve Mm -hmm. and he's like okay and he's not like let me take you home to my house he's even being more of a gentleman he's like we'll go to the clinic um Mm -hmm. so he's not trying it's not like him being like oh here's a sneaky way i can get you into my bed like he's like no no let's keep you safe we'll go to the clinic so i mean this man he keeps you fed he he gets rid of the scary bugs he Uh loves animals like Mm -hmm. he's friends with your best friend like Mm -hmm. i know i love him and also gets along already with your other best friend yeah he's only recently met and so it has already been showing protectiveness over her by calling uh-huh. out her boyfriend for being like, well, you could have done more to show that you really like made this relationship a priority and you didn't. Uh, yep. So, yeah. yeah. And he just deserves. And then we get the cute little dancing scene later. <gasps> yeah, when she's all stressed out. Was, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're so, so cute. They're so cute. They are. And they had little they shared little cheek kisses mm-hmm. and an almost kiss during the dance. Oh yeah. I adore them. Yep. They are mm-hmm. they are a really cute side couple. So Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was can, really happy with what what progress we got with them this episode. Me too. He cannot be beat. Yeah. Um so the the Celine and Demir of it all mm-hmm um what else have we so we kind of covered the dinner i know um, i'm trying to think because the dinner was like half of the episode practically um oh the the nice little heart to heart that her dad has with demir so oh my gosh after yes. they're all done with dinner mm-hmm. and then uh Baba comes out and says, oh, Celine, go help your mom in the kitchen. She's waiting for you. And she's like, okay, cool. Except she well, doesn't. Well, she waits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get a little eavesdropping situation. Mm-hmm. And um, Demir actually tells the truth this time yeah. because um, – oh, what is her dad's name? Well, her – Simi. Simi. That's right. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. So anyway, they're they're talking and he is asking Demir, so, you know, where are your parents? Are they here in Istanbul? Kind of just making some casual-ish dialogue. <laughs> but Demir's like, no, they're not. And he's like, oh, well, where are they? And he basically says they're not around. Yeah. Um, Nor are they together. <laughs> right. So he explains they divorced when I was uh, very, very little. And then I lived at boarding school. And ever since then, I've been alone. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that is the truth. It is and, the truth. And it's And sad. of course, yeah, it's like our hearts are breaking for Demir. Mm-hmm. You can see her dad kind of coming to this whole realization. Yes. And thinking about, oh, well, what if these two ladies are the only family that he has? Mm-hmm. Okay, now I understand. Well, and Celine he is hearing all of it. He even understands like, oh, then I can even grasp why probably all of this seems very strange to you. Mm-hmm. Like, because you don't have the same family dynamic. And yeah. I loved that because he's like, you know, he explains like, listen, I'm not necessarily – I'm not – no, you don't know me, but I'm not really known as an aggressive man. Like, that's not right. who I am. I'm not confrontational. You know, I was a teacher for this many years. I never yelled at a student. Like, I – you know, he was a very nurturing type. But I lo- loved, loved, loved when he said, but when it comes to Celine, that's when that's when the baba comes out. Right. And I would burn the world down for my daughter. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay – we I love when a hero will burn the world down for the heroine, okay? Like, we're suckers for it. Mm-hmm. I really loved that, though, where he's just like, I'm yeah. like a gentle soul, but when it comes to my daughter, I will burn it all. Right. And it was just like – and you could see even that affected Demir. Yeah. Um, Like, just realizing, like, probably – not just what he's clearly missed out on, but just like how lucky right. Celine is to have her family. And I think it lays on the guilt even more that they're lying to her family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he's like, I want this solved as soon as possible. I don't want to continue yeah. lying to your family. He even tells the Tezes, like, listen, don't swoop in and try to, quote, help us anymore because you created another lie that we had to continue to put lies on top of. I don't want to yeah. hurt her family. They seem like very genuinely nice people who love their mm-hmm. daughter. I don't, you know. So – I really love yeah. that. And I love that even his da- her dad could see like, oh, man, like you could see his heart softening towards him because then he's like – he kind of changes the subject and is like, all right, well, tell me about Japan. You know, I've never been there. And who right. better to hear about it from than someone who's been there? Like and kind of tries to ask questions about that. Um, right. So that – yeah, well, that was a big moment. And I felt like this episode – was really helpful as far as her parents goes too because mm-hmm. they – I really loved how proud of her they are. Yeah. Like they make that very clear after the dinner as they're walking out talking about how proud that they are that she owns her own house and how her house is even more beautiful than the Taze's house. Yeah. Um, and then during the dinner when the Taze's are talking about taking care of Celine and her dad's kind of like – you don't need to take care of her. She can take care of herself. We raised her that way mm-hmm. and she's self-sufficient and you don't need to be worrying about her. And I was like, dang, man, that's kind of that's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Like he's backing her up and yeah. cuz he's right. She doesn't need them mm-hmm. to be on call for her in this yeah. situation. 
I mean, part of me, I did love that. But then I was kind of like, well, dad, but you're here because you were clearly concerned about the fact that there was a dude yeah. who showed up at her house. But, you know, I get it. Um, well, I it's, I, I mean, it's the whole parental yeah. do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I do, I still do appreciate, yeah, like you said, that it was like, uh, no, we're here if she needs anything. And mm-hmm. she doesn't need anyone else trying to protect her. Um, right, right. So, yeah. Because then, you know, when they also have that heart-to-heart later after part, most that, after the workday is over and she gets home because he wound up wanting to go visit her at work. The girls mm-hmm. intercepted him, thank goodness, because, again, one of the other tangled things, they don't know that she and Demir not only work together, but he's the boss. So, yeah. The girls have coffee with him on the terrace at work because Celine is meeting with Vedat as Merve. <laughs> Again. Again. Had two ample times to tell him and did not. She had so much time to tell him. So Gosh. much time. And um, so they keep him busy. And then mm-hmm. he winds up seeing Barack while they're at work. So then he kind of asks a little bit about him to the Kuzlar. Right. So then when right. when he gets home, back home, and Celine gets back home, he's like, let's talk. You know, and he kind of starts talking to her about, like, improvements and um, mm-hmm. remodeling certain things with the house in the backyard. But it's more of a metaphor because he's kind of like, well, you have to really consider, you know, is this a change you want to make? Is this something you want brought into your house? Are you going to are you gonna realize in a day or two that it was a bad decision? Can you live with mm-hmm. this? But he's really like making it a metaphor for the people she allows into her life. Like you really need to think about like, yeah, I understand like you have your work and this and that, but there, there's a reason you have work friends. Like there, there's coworkers and like your friends, you know, and he's mostly concerned about Barack because again, thinking that he's the boss, now he's kind of under this impression Maybe she felt pressured not to really make a big deal out of it because she could get fired, you know, him showing up at her house like that. And that's when she reassures him like, no, dad, like I set him straight. I was very angry about that too. I made it clear to him the next day and he's not going to be showing up here unannounced anymore. And Mm -hmm. then he shows up two seconds later with flowers in his hands unannounced because he's clearly trying to figure out if she's still mad at him because now he's got it in his head that she might be the photographer and then, mm-hmm. you know, we went over that already. And then it kind of almost right. gets – it kind of gets, quote, confirmed for him when mom makes the comment about all the photos and it's just a huge mess. Right. But um, dad is not happy about this. Dad wants to continue to have a conversation with him and he kind of has a coughing fit and that and Celine kind of is just like, okay, yeah, that's enough. Like, Barack, goodbye. See you at work and kind of gets him out of there. Um, so, Yeah. I really was like, okay, I like her dad a lot more this episode than I liked him last episode. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, me too. Yeah. Me too. He's a really good dad who clearly just really loves, loves his daughter. Um, Right. And is proud of her, which, you know, we love that. Right. So, um, you know, we – we also find out that Celine's birthday is coming up and because dad lets that spill Mm. in front of the Taze's – they're now planning something. So I'm guessing that's going to happen like in an episode or two, probably next episode, right. maybe the following one. And then part of me is like, oh, how's that going to work out? What if Vidot thinks it's Merve's birthday? <laughs> like this. Blah. I'm like very, I'm very worried. Um, but. Gosh. I know. I know. Um, oh, brother. 
so then we have like Demir, um, who is, um, who is trying to make sure that things still go are going smooth with the Yildirim Bay job because yeah he fulfilled his part mm-hmm. as far as like bringing Alara back into his life but now the actual work needs to back it up. So right. we already talked about the whole crazy suitcase thing. Um, well he. He winds up falling asleep at the office because after he has that meeting with Yildirim Bay, he's not going to go back to the Tezes. He obviously can't right. go back home and sleep right now because her parents are there. Right. So he winds up asleep in the office. Celine fi- winds up falling asleep on the front porch. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up late. Um, so has Everybody to kinda... wakes up late. Yeah. Except for Merve. Because mm-hmm. yeah, she texted yeah, up Celine. sleeping in her own bed. Yes. And actually gets to bed at a decent hour. Yeah. Because Celine like, oversleeps. Ida, Ida oversleeps. oversleeps. Uh, Demir oversleeps. Mm-hmm. And then they're all rushing because they have to do their whole presentation. Yep. So she um, she realizes that she, Celine, rushes to the office, gets dressed, rushes to the office, wakes Demir up. And then that's when we had that whole domestic scene we kind of covered. Because um, she's like, we got to get to the meeting. Well, and Demir had wanted to go over the presentation, like almost rehearse the presentation with her ahead of time. Right. But there was no time for that now. It was like, we just got to get ready. We got to meet him and give the presentation. Yeah. So they we get that whole adorable, chaotic domestic scene that now has um, Os- Osmie. Is that his name? Um mm-hmm. Her wheels are turning and she winds up grilling the girls over it. Like, are you sure there's nothing going on between them? You well, know. and of course the girls are being fully honest because they don't think there's anything going on between the two of them. Right. Not at least the way. inside. Yes. Of, at least not the way oh, Osmie is no, implying. there's no way because yeah. she hates that guy. He's trying to steal her house. <laughs> yes. Um, um, so, yeah. So when they get to the hotel, um, they'll – the they get to the hotel they're getting ready to walk to the restaurant portion where they're gonna meet him and this was funny because i was like oh so celine is having a drain the pool two drain the pool moments okay here. yes I, okay i totally called them that i was like oh we're getting some drain the pool from celine okay because so those two ladies are God checking him forbid, out right a lady looks at demir and is checking him out and celine is personally offended uh-huh. by this. Uh-huh. and demir is like celine i can't control what other people do uh-huh. i'm not sure why you're so upset that somebody's looking at me when mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with you but she is so ruffled well and, and then, she tries to be like well you're just keeping it makes work harder to do because it's you know it distracts from our work and i'm like mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. and then they have a c and then girlfriend walks up wearing literally a bra <laughs> and pants or something i thought I was it was like, like a bathing suit top and shirt? like a cover-up like because it's a hotel so i was like maybe oh. she like came from the pool or something yeah See, you're very gracious. I was like, I'm not sure where her clothes are, but this is what she's wearing, I guess. <laughs> well, but, and I mean, come on. Look at the stuff that they have these girls wear into the office. To work. It, I know. It wouldn't yeah. be that wildly out No. Of, <laughs> it would not. Whack for this to actually, for that to be her real life outfit. Uh-huh. Um, on a DZ. No. Specifically. But they clearly know each other somehow. 
Yes. And she's like, call me. Let's get together. It's so good to see you, Demir. And he's like, oh, that's great. I'd love to get coffee with you sometime. <laughs> and Celine's like, go on. Go grab. Go. Because she gave him her room number. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Celine's like, well, you have the room number. Why don't you go for it? I'll make the presentation to Yildirim Bay. And Demir's like, what is wrong with you? Well, she says that, and he's pouring her coffee, and he says, drink your coffee, Celine. That is the new drain the pool. Drink your coffee, Celine. <laughs> this is always, we need, we need. <laughs> We need Furkan's face <laughs> and drink your coffee, Celine, <laughs> underneath oh it. Oh, my gosh. Because I was like, that's the new so drain good. the pool. Drink your coffee. Because <laughs> she He's is. like, you need to chill out. So bothered. And I love it. So the presentation goes really well. Mm-hmm. Um there were some kinks apparently, but like it's really great overall. He is happy with it. And he's like, yeah, send copies to my secretary. And she's like, yeah, already ahead of you. Been there, done that. There's digital and yeah. physical copies for you. And he's like, oh, okay. Like he's impressed. Yeah. He's like, all right, well then, you know, we'll touch, we'll circle back around to this and that's that. I got to get to my next meeting. He leaves. Uh, Demir congratulates her, but still she's like, thank you. And he's like, but you know, there are still things to – like, there's still stuff to work out. We didn't get to rehearse. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, oh, okay. And she's like, but he was happy. Like, can't you just be happy about this? And, you know, he's like, well, there's this, this, and this. And she's like, can't you pick out one good thing from the presentation? Mm-hmm. And he's like, sure, you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And of course, he can't just let her revel in that. He's like, well, he's like, your personality and your energy was basically able to cover up for the the few kinks and holes that there still are that need to be, you know, dealt with. And she's kind of like, oh, okay, well, thanks. Like, she basically tells him, like, are you allergic to happiness? Can you never be joyful <laughs> about anything? Um, You know, and he's just more like, no, I'm just concerned about this being right and perfect and like getting it done right um he's a perfectionist he is a perfectionist yes yeah and of course he he couldn't just leave it at like well you you were a good part of the presentation you can't just leave it at that well and it seemed like a tiny bit of a freudian slip to Mm -hmm. me like Mm. he didn't necessarily mean to just say well you Uh but he obviously thought that she did a great job during Mm -hmm. the presentation and that's just what came out when she asked that question but he wasn't quite prepared (laughs) to elaborate on that Uh because yeah he's he's not there yet he's not ready yeah but um he clearly sees how smart she is and what what an asset she is to the company Mm -hmm. um i think that's one of the things that i really appreciate about demir is that from the start he has always given Selena a chance to do her job and to do it well in the company. He's never assumed that she doesn't know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. He's always assumed the best of her. Like, okay, well, since you're the project manager, I'm going to entrust this to you because yeah. you obviously know what you're doing and you should be responsible for this because you've been doing it for so long. And her work is lining up with those expectations. So I just appreciate that he has never – 
He's never talked down to her on the job. Mm -hmm. Um, He clearly is a perfectionist and wants always better and better and better when it comes to their work and the company, which Mm -hmm. the company needs a lot of help. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -mm. But I just really appreciate that about him. He's not just some jerk who's like, I'm the manager now yeah <laughs> what do you, you gotta I, I don't know he's yeah he's i'm the new manager. sheriff in town there's a new sheriff in town um, i don't know what that voice was but anyway, <laughs> that's my fake my fake jerk demir <laughs> um so well yeah so they end up parting ways because he's like i have another meeting can you make can you get back to the office because they drove together and she's like yeah, yeah yeah i have a meeting too so i'll see you back at the office well her meeting is with vedat because Merve needs to go there and it's like oh man this could have just been a very quick thing like this hey. could have been an email yeah hey, well and it could have been by like, the hey. way i'm celine yes Merve had a medical issue and so i stepped in for her and i'm sorry it was so chaotic that i didn't get to correct you the first time anyways um that's not what happened but we do yeah. we do get a little insight about demir or she does mm-hmm. we already had this insight about him but celine does right because she finds out that he and Vidat have been friends since childhood. Because she's like, yes, he's like never happy. He's this. And he's like, well, I've known him a long time, you know. And then she kind of, she realizes a couple minutes later, like, wait, you said you've known him a long time. How long? And he's like, since childhood. And she's like, she starts laughing because she's like, I can't even imagine him as a kid. Like, he's yeah. just so like, you know, starchy. And, serious and yeah. And serious. And he's like, well, actually, he was a very, he was a very happy child. Like, and mm-hmm. she's like really well what happened and he says life happened Mm. and the subs actually missed that it just it didn't actually but since thank goodness we've been watching dvs for a minute that we understand hayat is life um and he says you know she basically she has the power to you know um affect you like and so circumstances Mm -hmm. and things that have happened like they change you and you know so we kind of get this gist that, um, you know, clearly there are things that happened in his childhood that mm-hmm. aren't great. Some of the subs were really, really bad. Um, yeah. Like, like when when Demir goes and sees um, what's her name, Alara, at her at her job, and they're kind of explaining yeah. how the whole thing that she did, where she's like, "Oh, well, actually, like I was going to cancel the contract with my dad about that land. I didn't agree with him on it." And then she kind of was like, I was really confused. I was, I was super like, I lost by what. that whole conversation because by the end of it, he's like, Oh, you're a very dangerous woman. And she's like, I like to think of it as uh, convincing or something like that. But I was kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't really yeah, understand was, what that whole conversation I mean, Did she threaten him? That was the vibe I got. Yeah. By him saying, Oh, you're clearly a very dangerous woman. Yeah. I'm like, Okay, so what did she just say that was so threatening or yeah. dangerous? Because I didn't catch that mm-hmm. vibe at all. But yeah. Yeah. I, well, and so. Were bad. And I feel like it was kind of that way with this whole conversation with Celine and, and Vidat. Because I feel mm-hmm. like there might have been a little bit more revealed about his relationship. Not anything specific. But just like clearly things are rough where his dad is concerned. Because right. by the final scene when he's like, well, wait, how did you even know that this was an issue? Mm-hmm. Oh, and right, I'm like, right. Yeah, so it was kind of like, okay, I think we missed some stuff. Um, but can we talk about after Demir leaves his meeting with stupid Alara at her art mm-hmm. studio thing, 
after Celine leaves from Vedat, um, he gets oh, customers yeah. and stuff. She winds up back at that coffee cart. And so it makes mm-hmm. her think of the first time she was there and how she basically induced <laughs> I was laughing uh, at that. Anaphylaxia. Because I was like, because <laughs> I'm like, usually you have these scenes where the two characters go back to a very important location uh-huh. and they're thinking back and it's some sort of sweet memory. And Celine goes back to this place and uh-huh. she's thinking about when she almost killed him uh-huh. <laughs> by inducing anaphylax- anaphylaxia, anaphylactic shock. Sis? Anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I'm like, of course, that is her memory here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not the conversation they had before. Mm-mm. It's nothing else related to it. It's no. him falling to the ground and her screaming for somebody to call 911. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Sorry, you guys. There's background noise. I don't know if you can hear it, but um, no, <laughs> there's background really. noise happening in my living room. So it just totally distracted me. I apologize. Um, I had a thought and it just left my mind. Um when yes so she has that she has that flashback but it's funny because she's she's kind of even though it's like a ridiculous one she's a little bit nostalgic for it right and so i I thought it's funny to me because only celine would be like oh yeah that one time when i when i gave him milk our favorite spaz (laughs) so i was like oh i bet you she's gonna get like an almond milk latte and bring it back to the and bring it back to the um to the office for him. Sorry, Jack just showed up and he was not in this office. So the door oh. must have opened and he must have let himself in. Sorry, you guys. Ghost. He's a ghost. Yeah. Now. All of a sudden I just saw the dog ba- jumping up on the chair in the background. I was yeah. like, what is happening? Sorry. Anyways. um, So I thought like, oh, she's going to bring him back an almond milk latte to the um mm-hmm. office. Well, she rounds the corner and he's also sitting where they yeah. sat when they had their lattes the first time and he's clearly deep in thought he's staring out at the ocean well he is remembering that same event only a very different part of it Mm -hmm. he is remembering waking up in the hospital she's asleep he's holding her which we mentioned this when the scene actually happened but he's holding her hand and i'm like well that's funny because you're wide awake sir and you have not removed Mm -hmm. your hand from hers and he's reminiscing on the doctor telling him like we were actually more worried about your girlfriend than you at one point because she was so frantic and upset, like, and wanted to make sure that you were going to be okay. Yep. So I was like, okay, like, mm-hmm. we're starting to finally see each other in a in a different light. Um, yep. And I was so – but she walks all the way up to him. Mm-hmm. She's going to tap him on the shoulder. And I thought one of two things was going to happen. Alara was going to walk up right then. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was going to turn around. Or he was going to turn around. And yeah. neither of those things happened. Thank goodness the first thing didn't happen. But yeah. I was really bummed that she kind of was like, she kind of almost caught herself and was like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. no, I need to just turn around and go back to work. Like, what what was I going to do after, like, tapping his shoulder? Like, what was going to happen? Um, right. So you can tell a little bit of fear sets in. And I think her realizing, like, the fact that I even wanted to walk over and do this, like, what the heck? Like, well, I think she's having a realization that she's, like, catching feelings because she doesn't want to harm him yes. now. She doesn't want to get rid of him at the company. She doesn't want to go through with pro- – uh, uh, not project. Um, Operation, Operation Cheetah. Cheetah. 
she was about to just walk up to him and what reminisce on the last time they got lattes together there like right i think she's coming to a realization of like oh something's happening here and it freaks her out yeah yeah because they like we've talked about all their kind of domestic moments Mm -hmm. and all of this and that's all been very subconscious for both Mm -hmm. of them as thus far in the episode yeah so it feels like yeah like like she's not ready to Mm -hmm. tap his tap him on the Uh shoulder just yet the i guess the metaphor of that sure um of her tapping him on his shoulder and and her even i think even her kind of being the instigator of that Mm -hmm. would have meant something more than what she was ready for too yes Mm -hmm. yep totally agree yeah so but it's funny because you know they obviously wind up back at the office later and the day goes on and i think we've covered most of those events so yeah yeah. he he does he stops by at vidots real quick to talk with him before heading to the right. hotel now for the night because he had told the Tezes one night and of course after mm-hmm. the insanity that happened he's definitely not staying any longer yeah. um and so Vedat sweet baby angel he is hands him keys and he's like my home is your home yeah you know yeah like what kind of friend would i be if i wouldn't let my my best friend stay with me yeah and he's like grab your stuff stay here it's not a mansion but there's plenty of room for you but demir which you know all the introverts said amen is like i just need a night to like just empty my brain be alone yeah like it's been yes. chaos i appreciate this so much but i i just need a night away in a hotel by myself um fully support that demir babe. and so yes <laughs> so you know he's like i'll talk to you later and he's like listen before you go like your dad's calling me more and more he's texting me more and yes. more i'm not really able to yes i'm not really gonna be able to stave him off any longer yeah. He's like, because he's now talking about like, oh, well, if my son won't talk to me, I guess I'm going to have to come to him. Mm-hmm. And Demir's like, uh-uh, no, don't let that happen. See you later. But kind of brushes it off as like, yeah, he's not going to show up here, you know. Yeah. Well, Demir wa- or uh, Vedat winds up getting a message later that daddy is absolutely coming. He's booked a flight. And yeah, he knows. he basically says, I'm not waiting any longer. I know that he's there. I'm and I know he bought the old house, so I'm uh-huh. going to meet him there. So he knows yeah. he bought his childhood home. He's been very urgent about this. So Vidat is even, like, suspicious that, like, maybe he's sick. Something's going on. Because now all of a sudden he's right. so adamant about, like, needing to get in touch with you. Just call him. Like, I know you guys have your stuff to work out. But, like, if something goes wrong, you're never going to work it out. You're never really going to know. Um, but well, Demir's just Demir- like – a phone call is going to be easier than the guy showing up at your freaking yeah. house. Yeah, call at least a phone call and, to say, you've got least, five minutes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have five minutes to speak your piece and then get on with your life. Yeah. But because Demir is so stubborn about this and doesn't want to even talk to his dad. Mm-hmm. He's on the way. So poor yeah. Vidat is calling Demir, calling Demir, texting Demir, calling Demir. Can't get a hold of him because Demir is soaking in his bubble bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's like, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to call Merve. <laughs> because, well, which is funny because I'm like, so you will, you knowingly gave him your phone number. Uh, anyways, like, because everybody magically has each other's phone numbers in yeah. disease. Yeah. But, um, I well, mean, quick- maybe. Be- oh, go ahead. 
No, go ahead. Well, I'll say quick backtrack because before all of this, <laughs> um, Celine oh, right. can't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither can Demir. They're trying to read. They're trying to whatever. This is what winds up leading him to running a bubble bath, I think. But she mm-hmm. all of a sudden is concerned because she knows where he's staying. So she's like, hey, are you sleeping? She's texting him. And he's like, no. Why are you awake? And she's – so they have this little text exchange. Well, it mm-hmm. turns out that she's concerned because she's like, listen, the hotel you're staying at is like famous for their mushroom risotto. Don't eat it. There's cream in it. You'll mm-hmm. have an allergic reaction. Yeah. So he's concerned about her shoulder. She's concerned about his allergy. Mm-hmm. Like, which, you know, he probably looks into the ingredients of things. Like, he probably didn't need to be told that. But she's concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, well, and I. <laughs> he's clearly on her mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was and... like, as soon as they started texting, I was like, oh, they're doing the you up. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it, the DZ version like, of. The Arctic approved of the version of you up. Steps to <laughs> yeah. the enemies to lovers pipeline. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I loved that because then she's like, okay, well, you're awake. So. And he's like, well, I was watching a movie. And she's like, well, what movie were you watching? And he's like, mm-hmm. good night, Celine. Go to sleep. Mm. Um, well, and she's like, well, I can't sleep because it's hot in this room you put me in. And he's like, open a window then, Celine. Like, <laughs> they do they do have a little exchange back and forth there. Yeah, they do. And I do think that it caused him pause when he was like, oh, you're concerned about my allergy. But again, yeah. he's also in a place where he's not really ready to fully explore that. So he's like – I'm not telling you right. what movie I watched. Good night. Go to bed. This conversation's over. Yeah. Then yeah. runs his bubble bath. This whole thing now happens with Vidot. Right. Oh, crap. Daddy's coming. Demir's not answering his phone because he left it outside while he's soaking mm-hmm. in the tub. Calls Merve because so he he's like, to call I, yes, I don't yeah. know who else to call, but I can't get a hold of him. His dad's well, coming to town. And at this point, thank goodness merve quote is yes. celine yes because if it were actually merve i don't know that she would have done much about Mm-mm. the situation but celine knowing that her her parents are still at the house mm-hmm. she is at the house mm-hmm. she and demir are currently sharing the house <gasps> and now <laughs> demir's dad is on the way this could be an entirely huge, horrible situation for everybody involved. Right. And it's only going to make the whole lying thing worse. So she tries to call him. Again, can't connect. He's busy relaxing. So she goes to the hotel, uses his allergy as an excuse to get his room number. Yes. Which I was like, okay, okay, smart, move, smart, smart girl. <laughs> and yeah, just fully barges in throws a towel at him because she kind of scares him and he grabs yeah. her arm, which mm-hmm. was kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's like, she gets scared and then she's all mad. She's like, we got to talk. Put this on and get out here. <laughs> <laughs> so he's all irritated because poor guy, he's already had like the longest two days of his life. Mm-hmm. And now his one moment of respite is being interrupted by this girl that who's been a thorn in his side, but also maybe he thinks that she's sexy, and so mm-hmm. he's having trouble with his uh-huh. <laughs> conflicting feelings. Uh-huh. I'm fully speaking for him right now. Um, and- <laughs> it's valid. I approve. <laughs> yeah, totally right. And 
so he's like, Celine, what are you doing? You basically woke up the whole hotel coming in here and getting me out of the bath, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, brother, listen, we have a problem. You got to just chill and listen to me. She tells him dad is on the way. Mm -hmm. My parents are still there. I would leave right now if you needed me to. You did that for me. Right. So she's like, I'll repay you for that. You did it for me. I would totally do it for you. But my parents are still here. Yeah. So they're in a big pile of poo with Mm -hmm. this whole situation. And then things get even worse because he's like, how do you even know that this is happening? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Freaking Celine. She says, Vedat called Merve to tell her about the situation. I'm like, why, why, mm-hmm. why, mm-hmm. why, why? Because her saying that he called mm-hmm. Merve opened up the whole thing for the final scene. Well, right. Because he's like, well, okay, even if he did, why did Merve know to call you? And then he's like, does that mean they know about our whole house situation? How many times have I told you this is, it's not, people can't know about this. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, granted in her defense, she told them about that when he was just some dude who was claiming her house. Yes. Like, before he was known to be their boss. So, anyways, she didn't really tell them after they had agreed not to tell anybody. Um, Right. But, yeah. So, she's like, well, she kind of comes up with a reason of, like, well, Merve knew I was the last one to see you. So, she just thought, if anything, like, I would at least know where you were, what your plans were or something. Because I was the last one to see and talk to you at work. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. But then this is where I'm like some of the subs must have been unclear because he's kind of like, right. well, how like how do you know? And I think he's referring to like basically like how do you know I would be upset about my dad coming or like how do you know? Mm. I thought that's what he was asking, like something like that. Like basically okay. like how do you know there's like any kind of anything between me and my dad? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because she's like – He's like, don't lie. And this was another foreshadowing. He's like, don't lie to me, saying I hate lying. So if you have something to confess, yeah. confess it now. And I'm yeah. like, oh, of course you hate lying. Like, because that's just, I mean, who loves it, he first wouldn't, of all? But, right. But in DZs, they are not going to say that unless right. a big fat lie is going to be yes. a huge conflict at yes. some point. So she is clearly ready to confess something because she's like, mm-hmm. Demir, send, uh, Demir, Ben, like, she's – I don't know if she's about to say, like, I care about you. Like, something. Right, Not right. necessarily, like, I think I have feelings for you, but just, like, I care about you. You've become someone that I've cared about. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She, girlfriend was about to confess something to that effect, something. though. Yeah. And then his freaking room doorbell rings or a knock on the door. Because, of course, I already knew. I was like, this is going to be freaking Alara because yep. she has no boundaries. She are, they had plans for the morning, but God knows she's gonna be like, well, I cannot wait till morning, and that's exactly what happened. So he's like, Alara, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I couldn't wait till morning. And when you told me you were staying at my dad's hotel, so of course she wields her power with that to find out where his room is. But Celine is like, Demir, like, and then walks around. So that doesn't look good because it's late at night. Uh huh. So it's not looking good for Celine that Alara showing up at his hotel late at night. It's not looking good. Right to alara that his subordinate is in his hotel room late at night like so of course this is where it ends 
mm-hmm. this mess. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, this was just nothing but more mess on top of mess on top of mess. Yeah. Like, they have really – they've done it. Like, no more messes. Let's start now, like, next episode, like, can we just stick with the messes now that have been made? <laughs> Yeah, this was the, with the tying of, of every – so every character is a string and yes. you just made a million knots out of all of the strings. Mm-hmm. And so now we need to start untangling some of this disaster yeah. in the, starting in the next episode, please. At yes. least some of it. Yeah. At least some of it. Yeah, I'm not expecting it all to be dealt with, but I'm like, please don't no. add any more knots to this. I know. <laughs> it's a lot to keep track of it's so much to keep track of um so yeah it ends on that crazy chaotic Mm -hmm. note um yeah so i have a feeling we'll probably meet dad next episode probably i'm guessing the end of next episode that'll be the cliffhangers like dad shows up i know huh yeah Um, maybe they'll find a way to to put him off the whole episode mm -hmm. oh her parents will probably leave oh i'm And then he's just going to show up somewhere at some point. Maybe at the office. He'll walk in and it'll Mm -hmm. be like, Baba? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) And then we'll have 25 seconds of staring back and forth Uh. before the credits roll. Uh. (laughs) Or somebody will – or like Celine will meet him beforehand and doesn't know that he's Demir's dad and something happens. Oh, yeah. 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 That's Mm going to be good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yep. Prediction. So yes, a a good episode, but yeah, yeah, it had me far more stressed out than any episode <laughs> has so far. <laughs> Understandably, yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then I loved because I was like, this is clearly a pattern, and I we talked about it last week. But even with her texting when he stopped replying to her, she's like, Demir, Demir, Demir. So I was like, that's what <laughs> yeah. we. Need. I was like, we just need, we need something in the store that just says. Demir, 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 Demir. Like yes. a million times, yep. just Demir. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I love anyways, um, so I was like, yeah, I'm already starting a possible merch idea list for us <laughs> so we can get some Harrier Day Send merch soon. Um, so yeah, that was fun and chaotic mm-hmm. and I'm a little concerned for next episode. <laughs> I know. We'll see. At least we know we'll be laughing through yes. the chaos. Yes. Because that's definitely been a theme so far. It's for sure holding true to the definition of a rom-com. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there's clearly, you know, we I love angst. You know that. So I love that there are these angsty aspects. Like, clearly he's had a bad childhood. There's a rough relationship there with his dad. They pull at our heartstrings right. with that. But they still find a way to make these things funny. And the stuff that it's almost like the stuff that is over the top, like the whole mafia thing. They're embracing that. Like, listen, we know this is right, ridiculously right. over the top. That's why we're going to have her murder a chef for burning the fish. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. So because they're embracing it, it's like almost self-deprecating humor. So right, exactly. it's not cheesy. Like, I'm not like, oh, this yeah. is so cheesy having a mafia person. Like, because – It's it's more – it it can have kind of that slapstick feel. Yes. Because yeah. – that it's the same kind of thing, you know. If you were to watch some sort of Marx Brothers movie, mm-hmm. there would be a real, actual villain, and 
they have terrible intent on the main character, uh-huh. but it's funny at yes. the same time. So yes. they're, I feel like they're able to really flesh that out with, with the humor and to, yeah. to make it work. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So anyhow, so yeah, so that's that. Um, there's all of our thoughts and predictions. We'll see how many of those flesh out next week since I think the only thing we've collectively been right about so far is the Vedat having a crush on quote mm. Merve. I think anything that was else, you. I didn't but, think I mean, like, he had but a between cr- the I two was of us, he wouldn't. But like between the two of us predicting stuff, I think that's the only thing that's panned out so far. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun though. I mean, we were clearly I wasn't expecting Alara to be a villain. I thought she was just going to be a throwaway character that just made mm-hmm. things right with the old Rumbay and then she'd be gone. Um we were clearly wrong about Celine having a dead dad. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm trying to think of the other stuff we've predicted. Oh, that the whole Merve thing would get cleared up within an episode or two because that clearly has not happened. Um, yeah. But that's all right. It's fun. Even being proven wrong is fun. So um, it is. it's almost kind of nice because then you're like, oh, this isn't predictable. Like, because I thought here's yeah, how it was going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyhow. So yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed uh, this discussion of episode six. Um I do think, because we, we asked you guys the last couple weeks to throw out at us some episodes that you would like us to see, that you would like us to do um, in a different format, like Ashley and I watching it together and then just recording right away, almost like when you do a live watch of a current DZ and then talk about it. Um, and the, I think that you guys have thrown a lot of them at us, but one common one that keeps coming up is 10. Um, at least in the in the more recent in the more near future, because that's in the next four episodes. So since we still have time before that, I think we're gonna do what we can to schedule a time that we'll mm-hmm. actually get together in person, watch it, and then record an episode. So I think we're gonna shoot to do that for episode ten for you guys. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you all who have um, tweeted or emailed us with suggestions. I have those things all saved because there were other episodes too. Um, but I was just trying to pick one that we could plan for right now and not. Um, not have too much of that info thrown at us at once. So I think we're mm-hmm. going to shoot for that for episode 10, you guys. Um, but other than that, um, you can check out our merch store. I did have a few people because I had posted a mug that was from the Senchal Kapama days. Um, but people asking like, oh my gosh, where do I get that? Well, we do have a whole merch store. There is a link to it in our episode notes every single week. Um, it's got just some like podcast specific stuff, like things that, you know, phrases that Ashley and I have kind of wound up coining on unknowingly um but then there's stuff related to Erkenji Kush to Bayanlish and Senchal Kapama the shows that we've covered in the past I'm sure we'll wind up with some Harriere Sen merch as time goes on um mm-hmm. but you guys can check that out um it's a Zazzle store they do ship worldwide so you um can pretty much order from anywhere and have it shipped to you so I just wanted to expand on that um since there were some questions about that on Twitter other than that, though, you know where else you can find us. Links to all of our social medias and our Facebook group um, in the episode notes. So thank you again. We love you all. We appreciate you all. Rate, review, and subscribe if you can on the platform where you listen. We appreciate it so, so much. Um, it helps the podcast be seen and more easily found. So other than that, until next time. Good to shoot. Host to call. <laughs>